Welcome to another great episode of Sports Matters. I'm Kevin Drake, and guess who's back in the studio? Mr. Matt Birds. I'm back. I'm back. Fresh was, off my vacation. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about it. What was the fun stuff you did up there on your uh, vacation? I did, I did lots of fun stuff. I played a lot of golf, that's for sure. Um, you can't go wrong with playing golf. No. It's, it's one of my favorites. But I actually was uh, a part of a team of caddies. Uh, you know who you are. You were a team caddies, if you're listening, uh, who caddied for my dad. And he was uh, lucky enough to play for the American Century Classic. Nice. He, he played with Mark Rippon, who's won the event a couple times in the past. And this guy is, whew, man, talk about someone who knows how to hit the ball, man. This guy. Well, he, he was a really good quarterback, won a Super Bowl. He's a big guy, too. When you stand next to him, he's a real big guy. And uh, he, he on one hole, I think it was eight or nine, he hit uh, like a 380-yard drive. It was unbelievable. He, like this, this hole was probably around like 450, and he hits it within – it's like 80 yards. Wow. It was unbelievable. The guy can really <laughs> rip the ball. Let it rip. As they call it. But uh, in the event, uh, unbelievable job by Steph Curry coming in fourth place before he goes on to the web.com tour. I mean, that most people are, are looking at that as, you know, his warm up for the event. And I think he'll be all right. He's a pretty good golfer. I mean, he got a lot of looks. For golf over basketball when he was in high school. Really? You know that? So, no, yeah. I did not know that. But uh, Mark Mulder with the win. Congratulations to everyone who participated in it. And if you're in Tahoe or around that region during that time, it's definitely an event to go to. It's a sight to see some of these golfers like Charles Barkley. <laughs> he's, he's great to watch, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's great for sound bites, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he, I think uh, on one of the holes, he. The only hole that he's parred in the last four rounds of the event, he hit a really bad tee shot, and it ricochets off a tree and lands about, like, 10 feet from the hole. And they two-putted from there, but... What luck. Yeah, I know. What luck. Or he called it, though. But, yeah, he was king of the bank, bank shots back in the NBA days. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of another big event that happened over the weekend, Wimbledon, as you know, our guest last week kenny was telling us a little bit about you know the the festivities that go on in wimbledon you know in the city of wimbledon it's just such a great event unfortunately the hometown girl kanta just came up short got caught in a venus fly trap <laughs> lost to venus williams in the semis and um and then venus ah was trying to be the oldest tennis player ever to win a grand slam tournament just came up short because Oh, Gabrielle, you know, uh, Muguruza was just was too tough. And she was avenging her loss to Serena a couple years ago in the same tournament here. So she came away with a win. And, of course, on the men's side. Uh, that man, Roger Federer. Roger Ooh, Federer. What? He's so good. He's, he's so great. Good. I mean, granted, you know, a couple of the guys got injured. You know, Andy Murray, uh, you know, had a hip injury and he actually re-injured his hip during his play against Sam Querrey, the the American, which it was it was phenomenal that American made it to the semis. But uh, when I saw that he lost, Andy Murray lost 6-1, 6-1, sets 4 and 5, he was nursing a hip injury. And even at the end, they go, why didn't you quit? You know, because Djokovic also sustained an injury and he just stopped the match. You know, not to not to injure it anymore. And Andy Murray's just like, no. He, he goes, I don't do that. 
Hmm. <laughs> it's tough of him. Well, he's it's also tough. It's tough for those guys. You get to that point, you get to that age, and you think about how much tennis they played, especially Andy Murray and you know Novak Djokovic. You know, lose to you know the couple of the big guys. Oh yeah, kind of paved the way for Roger Federer. But I, I, I still think, regardless of what would have happened that Roger Federer still probably would have won. He's just playing really, really good tennis. In fact, in this tournament, he did not lose a set. <laughs> you know, that's the second time Dang. that's been done well, you know, in his you career. See the, the injury for that one girl? Oh, man, tennis is a brutal sport. <laughs> it, it is. It yeah. is. You know, it, and it's just you against the opponent, and you're using muscles that you don't even think about you ever using you know just from the serving and just from the return and moving around you know the, the footwork i like to call tennis adult ping pong <laughs> i tell you it, it might be a little bit more a little bit more difficult than that <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but i tell you it's uh it's a great sport wimbledon is just such a fun time you know it, it, it moves fast the ball's moving fast but congrats to roger federer you know, now he's got that elusive eighth Grand Slam, so now he is the all-time leader in Wimbledon since 150 years. Yeah, that's a tough ticket to come by, too, to go to the Wimbledon. I know that uh, Kate Middleton, uh, the I think she's married to Prince Harry. Could be wrong. I, I think Kenny Joe's more about me, but yes. he, she wasn't in the like the luxury box. <laughs> how I mean, how how are you not putting the the is it the princess? <laughs> is it the princess of England? I would say so. I think, how is she not in the luxury box? I, I, what I'm concerned about, like, that's such a tough ticket <laughs> to come by. Then you know, yeah, yes, it is. But you, you know, think like she'd know people. You think she'd have some people that'd be like, oh yeah, I could get you in. No, Wimbledon. Wimbledon's just such a you know. From what Kenny was saying, it's just such a really cool town. But he says it just thrives this time of year during Wimbledon. It says you know even people, most residences that live there will just rent out their house and leave, and they go on their holiday and uh, and make a fortune by renting out their house. And especially some of the guys that some of the tennis players, let's say they they get knocked out in the second round, well they paid for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a bummer for them, you know, to be bounced that early. Eh. Yeah, but you're still, you know, you still were a part of the tournament and you can hang out with all the other tennis players that lost as well. But uh, I, it kind of reminds me of the Masters in a sense where yes. people people do that for the Masters where they'll rent out their house right next to the course and, and you know. Oh, indeed. You know, you got that whole week, you know, sell it, make, make a fortune. Yeah, exactly. It's smart. Airbnb, yeah, and golf's just so exciting now because we you just never know who's going to win the next tournament. You know, now they we've had so many different winners of the last you know seven or eight tournaments, which so. is setting up for a great British Open. Yes, a great just British around Open. the corner, isn't it? Oh man, I think is it this week that they're playing? I gotta double check that. Yeah, we'll have to double check it. I I think you're going through the qualifications. We need an intern to like fact check. That's what we need. <laughs> but you know, with that coming up, but I tell you what, Laker fans, you gotta be excited. I know it's just a little taste, summer pro league, but the fact that the Lakers actually won the championship in the summer pro league, so you get those few extra games, so you can really see what the, your draft picks are about. Lonzo Ball really shined. Actually set a summer league record of averaging 9.3 assists per game. This is what the Lakers needed. This is how you start to catch up to the Warriors. 
moving the ball. It gets contagious. And it doesn't hurt to have a mentor by the name of Magic Johnson. Okay. <laughs> you know, and he's really going to help so him out. He's really going to, you know, the help open, Lonzo blossom into hopefully a great player in the NBA. The, the Open Championship is not this weekend. Sorry, I, I Googled it really quick. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Lonzo Ball did an um, unbelievable job. His shooting percentage wasn't all that great. But, you know, his overall game is what's more important than just shooting the ball. There's so many different, like, aspects to basketball that you need to be able to have a, a solid game in. And he did all that. He's an unbelievable passer. And he's got those quick hands, too, because uh, because of his size. Being a point guard, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, you know, he, he averaged two and a half steals per game. He also averaged 7.7 rebounds. Well, so he did pretty well this summer pro league. Why? Which is why he's the summer pro league MVP. So and they didn't need him in the championship game either. Did not yes. play in that. But they had this other guy that was picked in the twenty seventh pick, Kyle Kuzma. I think I was calling Kazuma <laughs> the last time, but it's actually Kuzma. So I stand corrected there. Amazing player. Shot seventy percent. Dropped thirty points. Ten rebounds. He does a little bit of everything, and it's just kind of like what I said in the last show while you're on vacation. You know, 6'9", a stretch four, you know, can do a lot of things. So you got to have depth, and especially with a young team like the Lakers. In fact, uh, you know, throw you a side note, they actually signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Yep, I saw that. So for the one year, so that's going to help, you know, because he's a steady, been in the NBA for five seasons now, so he has, you know, he's made his way around, but he's also have a reputation of being a really good defender. So that's really going to help Alonzo Ball out, having him in the backcourt kind of, you know, coach him along a little bit in the sense of uh, this is how you play defense in the NBA. Well, I think, you know, after watching the summer league, my first overall impression was how good the point guards in the draft played. I mean, you look at how Dennis Smith Jr. of the Mavericks played as well. You look at how um, all the different point guards that had Markel been. Fultz Markel Fultz until he got hurt. Until he got hurt. He had an unbelievable first game. Um, but... It's, it's just you look at how good the point guards were and you, you have to think that it's going to translate into being the point guard kind of draft. Um, but not to say that, you know, that there aren't sleepers that are at the forward position. But um, I think the guard play was unbelievable for it, it was way more than I expected during the summer league. And uh, I think that's what the overall kind of, you know, lasting effect of this 2017 NBA draft will be was how good the guard position is. Um, but on the flip side, you know, we have to look at, I have to say that the Warriors, you know, I got to talk about the Warriors. Sure. Because they, they got better over the offseason. In case you're not, you folks, you can't see uh, Matt in here right now, but he's rocking his Kevin Durant Warriors jersey. I bought it after he hit that shot. <laughs> I, I, just, I bought it after he hit that shot. Um, just remember, you're still in Lakerland, but it's okay to be a Warriors fan. It's okay. I'm, I'm swimming upstream. So, um, but they, they did a great job of getting better, and the Cavaliers. I mean, sure, sure. Well, the Warriors, we, you know, they got Jordan Bell in the draft. They, they made that Bell. trade, and, and then, then they, they signed Nick Young. They signed Nick Young, so but, they they keep their depth. I mean, there's certainly they are the team to beat, right? And, they're the and king of the hill. Their summer league team was it was three Oregon players that that really impressed me the most. Um, I mean, you you look at uh, is it oh, what's his name? It's not Tyler Ennis. Tyler Ennis's brother. 
Um, he was unbelievable. He scored 36 points in one of the games. Wow. Um, and then you look at uh, Chris Boucher, who's like who got injured towards the end in the NCAA tournament. But they took a lot of Oregon players and Bryce Alford, too. Those are the main guys that they had on the team. Um, and it was it was a very well done job for the summer league. And I, I, I just look at what the Cavs have done. And the last time we were talking about the last time I was in the studio, we were talking about if the Cavs got Jimmy Butler, does LeBron stay? Well, they didn't, and they're they're in the process of trying to get Carmelo Anthony. But I think it's it's going to be down to he's either going to go to the Cavs or he's going to go to the Rockets. Pretty much. That's and pretty much what the word on the street is. And this is my Matt's crystal ball prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If the Rockets get Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James – Goes to the Rockets. Ooh, I don't like. I I know he has a house in L.A. and people are all. He's got to go to L.A. He's got him and Paul George. Hey, Houston has a pretty big, big economy down there as well. So the, the owner of the team, I uh, forget his name, but he's he's looking to sell the team. But you know, Maury has been doing an unbelievable job getting Chris Paul. That's gonna be a fun team to watch. Regardless, next season that's gonna be a fun team to watch. Well, you, you think about it too, Matt. Is that obviously the Warriors are the king of the hill? But there's a lot of teams that are much improved. But if you focus in on this season, obviously LeBron's going to be with the Cavs. The Rockets still have tremendously improved, as did the Sacramento Kings, yeah. as did the Minnesota Timberwolves. In <laughs> fact, they just picked up Jamal Crawford, so that's really going to help them out. Oh, yeah. And what, and what I like about the Minnesota Timberwolves more than anything else is that they got a nice mixture of. Uh, Youth that's actually had a few years, like Carl Anthony Towns has had a couple years in the NBA, Andrew Wiggins. Now you got like a couple guys in the prime of Jeff Teague and Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. You know, picking up some veterans, you know, Jamal Crawford, just to name a few, you know, and Tom Thibodeau being the coach. Yeah, reunion with Jimmy Butler. That's, I I really like the Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves will be a playoff team. You know what? And uh, And on the flip side, I really like, and I I talked about them all season. I really like what the Sixers have done. Trade up to get the number one pick. Um, sure, and I I really, and then they got JJ Redick. I think they're going to be a team to watch as well. I don't think they'll be gonna, a fun team to watch. In they're, the East. they're not going to beat the Cavs. No, I mean the only team that stands a chance is the Celtics. Celtics with Gordon Hayward, you know. Maybe the Bobcats, <laughs> or what are they? No, the Hornets. The Hornets. Yeah. Now. Oh man, with the Dwight Bobcats Howard. don't even exist. They're like, what's this guy talking about? I, I, I really <laughs> like that they got to White Howard, though. I think that's the perfect guy that they need because then they could play. Uh, what's it, Kaminsky at the stretch four, and then stick Howard by the basket. And, and I also think that's a good city for him to play in. As well, not as much pressure on Dwight Howard because he's he, he just wants to be that likable guy where people like him. I think LA was a, a bit much for him, too much spotlight, yeah, too much spotlight. And there's yeah. a lot going on in this big, big town. I, I he's been bouncing around to a lot of teams, though, you know, that's the thing. But Laker fans, you got to be excited, you know. Next up, though, preseason, we'll see how that translates. Just like I said earlier, Magic Johnson, what a great mentor. And, uh, you know, you got to build from this foundation. You build from this youth, you know, and hopefully, you know, the Lakers can make some noise this season. Regardless, it's going to be better than what we've seen in the last three to four years. Is that but your prediction? That is my prediction. <laughs> that is my prediction. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm seeing it. We're all seeing it. That's just how you do it. You, you, they just took this franchise. They've rescued it. Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka. 
and building it from the ground up. And this is kind of what they're doing. And they're also setting themselves up for success. They're also thinking ahead. They're putting up, they're going to put a really good team on the court this year. And it's going to be some growing pains. And maybe, maybe the best case scenario, they can snag an AC, but it's really, really hard in the West. I'd say in the East, they could do it. In the West, you know, they so, could still miss the playoffs. What However, you're saying is LeVar Ball's prediction will come true. LeVar Ball's prediction is that the Lakers will make the playoffs this year. That's a possibility. It it really is. You know, I like the confidence that LeVar has in his sons, and he should be proud of them. But uh, LeVar, excuse me, Lonzo, the thing the, the thing that he brings to the Lakers is what they've been needing is the passing because you know how it is. The Warriors are great at moving the ball around. Those guys play with each other. They don't have massive egos like the ball stops here and I'm going to shoot it every time, which, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Steph Curry shoot it all the time because he's a great shooter. But with the Lakers, it gets contagious. Then other guys start moving the ball, and then they start getting better, better shots. Yeah, I, th- I think they need a little bit more veteran leadership off the bench. I oh, think indeed. If they, if they get – because I think Rondo is still free. I don't know. I have No, he just him. signed with the Pelicans. Oh, he did? Good. That's a great fit for That's him. That's a great fit for I him. I was going to say, if they get Rondo, I mean, the, the ability to move the ball like that – and then he can teach Lonzo a little bit. Like that's, that's well, that's why bad. they signed Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope. He's a shooting. He's going to shoot the ball. He's more of a shooter. He's, he's a shooting a guard, but he's also a great defender. He is a good defender. He's a three and D kind of guy. Yeah. So uh, he, he, so it's nice to pair him up with Lonzo. Yeah, it'd be good to. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like he's he's going to be a good pairing. That's a great fit for him. They, that's exactly what the Lakers needed. Um, and yeah, I, they still got Jordan Clarkson. You know, you know Julius Randle, Larry Nance. You know, they got a lot of their athletes coming off the bench. Too well, Randall would be starting, you know, and then Brooke Lopez who can shoot three Brooke, pointers. Yeah, now that's that's impressive. Um, <laughs> I think you know, you on the flip side, we, I would kind of want to talk about with the Clippers that trade with Chris Paul, and you know, I know everyone's like, oh, you're getting rid of the franchise player. Well, a change needed to be made. A change needed to be made, and they said we'd rather have Gla- uh, Blake Griffin. Than Chris Paul because uh, probably a little bit to do with age and semi to do with chemistry. Hey, it wasn't far too long ago where a choice was either we keep Shaquille O'Neal or Kobe Bryant, a young Kobe Bryant who's just in the prime of his career, or Shaquille O'Neal. They trade away Shaquille O'Neal. Not that the Lakers needed to make a change. Not that that's a good analogy. It's too much money. But it's kind of like somewhat you're in that same scenario. Who do you keep? Obviously, you're going to keep Blake Griffin. You know, he's been with your franchise, and he decided he wanted to stay. He's right. buddies with DeAndre Jordan. He's the face of the franchise. Right. And just you, you got to put a chemistry together that's going to work. I mean, Chris Paul is a great player, but it just they weren't getting out of the second round each I, year. So you, you got to make improvements. And I really like who they traded, what they did in the offseason. I really like it. Getting Patrice Beverly in the trade was great because you're, you're lacking at the point guard position, but you also get a guy who's great at defense. And then it allows you to play Austin Rivers more, which is what Doc Rivers ultimately wants. And they also got Danilo Gallinari. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. That's where I was getting. So the now they got thing. size in the front court, and these guys can shoot three-pointers. You know, what? Blake Griffin, uh, Gallinari can hit the deep ball. This is perfect for them because the one position that the Clippers have always struggled with, and it's the reason why they haven't done very well in the playoffs, in my opinion, is because they've never had a really a lights-out three 
No. And they now have, they have they really it. have it. And they, they got Paul Pierce towards the decline, and they thought that that would be a great, you know, fit for them. It turned out, you know, he didn't really play too much. And then you, I like Luke Richard Mamba – Luke Luke Mamba Mute, <laughs> who ended up signing with the Rockets just now, which I really oh, like him. He's a great three. Adds more depth to the Rockets. He's a great defender. And also, too, you know, uh, coming off the bench, the Clippers are going to have a stronger bench, you know, with Sam Decker. Who's also is a really good sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah, he can shoot the three like. ball forward. And Montrezl Harrell, who played Louisville, yeah, played like for uh, Rick Pitino. So, you know, he he's kind of like that greedy guy that can, you know, really make things happen. You know, getting those rebounds, you know, putbacks and whatnot. Um, I don't know if Wesley Johnson is going to re up. We'll see. But uh, yeah, the Clippers and and also. We didn't mention they also got Lou Williams. So welcome back to Los Angeles, Lou Williams. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Wearing different colors, but that's okay. You know, I like that. City's trade big enough. I definitely do. I think they got a great hole in. But speaking, uh, we got to change the subject yes. a little bit. We got we got to talk a little bit about the Angels and the. I guess if you want to talk about the Dodgers, but well, first you got to say Dodgers best team in baseball. Even though I'm a Reds fan, the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. I will say the Nationals are probably right what there about at the, the top. Astros. Oh, the Astros are the second best team in baseball right now. No way. No. Uh, compared to records, you know, oh, Dodgers God. are 64 and 29, Astros are 62 and 31. You know, True. is that the, is that the World Series preview? Is that what Matt's crystal ball saying? Yes, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. We will have to see. It's too, you know, it's too, too early foggy. to say. Too foggy for me to make it. Right. We haven't even made that. it through the dog days of August. We just got through the All Star break. But speaking of that, Aaron Judge, superhuman. Yes. He, but you know, since he came out, this is why you know the, the home run derby, like it's great. I love it. But. The thing is, is players who participate in the home run derby after the home run derby tend to struggle a little bit because you're you're swinging harder because you're trying to hit the ball as far as possible, you know, give the fans a show. But you just got to slow down after the home run derby. I think that's kind of the key is people, you know, lose their their tempo and their swing because they they speed it up so much. So I think that, you know, he'll get a swing. He'll get it back. And he's an unbelievable talent. But he really is. I mean, still batting over 300, you know, 30 plus home runs already. You know, the Yankees did really well. And his size, 6'6", 6'7". Yeah, he's and it's massive. Just, Have you seen? Did you see the picture of him standing next to Altuve? Yes, yes. <laughs> I got, I got a pretty good kick out of that. Reminds me of like one of your old Angel players, Eckstein. Eckstein, yeah, yeah, gritty, yeah, Sean Figgins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you know, yes, I, I do agree. The Astros are probably the most complete team. They built it up right through the draft. They're going to be a, a a force to be reckoned with in the American League. But I have to say, I've never seen the Dodgers play this well with yeah. this kind of record. And with this young and with talent. All, a mixture of young talent with some veteran. You know, Clayton Kershaw, just a horse, you know, leading away. Maybe, hopefully, he could be like your bum garner was and with the Giants. And at least it was what the Dodger fans are hoping he gets over that hump and really dominate the postseason. Yeah, well, the Giants have been unbelievable this year it's, it's yeah. you know what Anyways, but they've also won three world series in the last seven years i, know, I, I don't feel I too bad for them. you know i'm, I'm still <laughs> on cloud nine because we shouldn't have yeah. won you know <laughs> that was unbelievable but you know looking at the wild card standings it's you know dominated by the al east and dominated by the al or nl west correct and it, it's like the two teams 
I mean, Arizona and Colorado are kind of running away with and the then five Then you have the Cubbies right there. They just made a big trade yeah, and got a Castillo. I mean, they traded away four really good prospects to get Castillo from the White Sox to help their starting pitching. Quintana? Yes. Yeah, Castillo. Is this Excuse me. One? I'm sorry. I'm Quintana. getting mixed up. There's a, a Reds pitcher they just brought up named Castillo oh, who's, okay. who's been playing really well. So, excuse me. I, Quintana is Quintana. what I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I'm I got not going to make. Messed up. I'm not making any predictions about the MLB until after the trade deadline, because that is that's such a big thing, you know. Uh, I think you know a big guy that we're going to see is Sonny Gray. Where is he going to go if he goes to you know the Cubs? I, I like their chances of getting another young starter. If he goes to you know the Indians, is or if he goes to. Um, Who's the other team that was looking like he's been looked at by so many different teams? So he'll get moved. He's part of the A's, you know, organization, and they move players just left and right like hotcakes. So um, I I'd expect him to go at the trade deadline. I expected, you know, there's a couple other guys. There's great. There's gonna be some pitching. moving and shaking because uh, the Cubs, you know, already showed they've already mortgaged part of their future. Well, to get Quintana. They have their future. I mean. So, yeah, and they have their future. Is, the future is now for the Cubs, so exactly. to speak. And hopefully, you know, for the Chicago fans, you know, they, they kind of dust off that World Series stuff, which is probably out now, and start playing some ball. Because yeah. I wouldn't count them out. They're too good of a team back. to be counted out. And with Colorado's, you know, their pitching staff is 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 very, I would say, very young. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that ends up going. But they have such a deadly lineup. I think Arizona is very, very good and has a great you know team. But uh, I, it, it's more interesting to watch what's happening in the AL wild card because right now, I mean, things are shaping up to be kind of yeah, – It's going to be a nice little ride. Yeah, it's going to be a nice little ride. I think, you know, the Yankees have been struggling, struggling But, but so they'll be hard. okay. They're still yeah. they're still hanging on that second wild card spot, or they're right there, or they're knocking on the door. But Tampa Bay, I mean, coming out of nowhere, pretty much. I didn't see it in the beginning of the season. Nope. If you said you know Tampa Bay would I be a wild card one, team, I can't even name one player that's on that team. Longoria, come on. <laughs> okay, besides him, <laughs> okay. you got you got um. Oh, what's the pitcher's name? Ah, shoot, Chris Archer. There yes. you go. I'm yeah. on it. I got, Archer, I got yes, two. I yes. got two. And then they got Matt Duffy, Logan Morrison. I could I could start rattling off some Tampa Bay Devil Rays, but we don't have enough time. I know. Our time is cut uh, short. I wanted those... to touch on Mayweather and McGregor, but, ah, uh, but we could get to that next week. You know, that fight's yeah. not until August 26th. We but... need to let that simmer down a little bit. The indeed, whole, indeed. The whole World Tour well, we, press conference. Stay tuned to our next shows because we are going to have some really good comments on that. Yeah. And uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud. And up to date huh? with all of our previous podcasts. It's nice. uh, Sports Matters Radio Host. And uh, we also got the NFL Summer Camp starting here Ooh, soon. So uh, we're going to have some surprises for you coming up. But coming up next, you got Kenny Jones with News and Views. My apologies, Kenny, if I kind of went over my time. But I'm going to close out with Miss Natalie Rise. And thank you for tuning in to Sports Matters. Thank you.